Welcome to Comedians Ruin, the Bachelorette podcast, the show where I convince all these dudes to get really into the Bachelorette and form opinions. Yay. Oh, the guys are calling it a podcast. I am, uh, I took notes. You gotta fucking take notes, okay? (laughs) It's Um, like I'm back in school. It is school's in session. Ding! Because guess what? This season, The Bachelorette is a school teacher from, like, the Minneapolis area. And so if you want to lie to her and manipulate her, she teaches fifth graders, so she deals with that all fucking day. (laughs) Fifth graders, as an educator myself, fifth graders, they lie like they drink juice. (laughs) I had my fifth graders today. They kept screaming, D's nuts on the playground. And I was like, language, guys, watch your language. They're like, we're talking about... The food nuts. We're talking about macadamia nuts, pecans, peanuts. And they said the F word. They're like fucking, fucking walnuts. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like nuts has a lot of meanings, but the F word. That only has like four different meanings. Depending on the part of speech. Yes. She plays basketball. Yeah, that's hot. So she's got like those long basketball legs. Yeah, she's really fit. Those legs get her from A to B, and then also to C. (laughs) C and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So the third episode, we we actually missed the first part because we had to watch it on antenna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's this whole subplot with a jacket that we only caught the the resolution of. Okay, but what we know is that Peter the Pizzapreneur, a grown man, (laughs) threw another grown man's. Grown man jacket into the swimming pool. Yeah, and uh, the guy whose jacket it was—I can't remember his name. Like he was—he was really proud of that jacket. He kept bringing it up in the episode prior to that. Yeah, that was Will. Peter and yeah, Will. Will. Peter and Will. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pizza Peter. Uh huh. And 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 <laughs> I don't know, Wailing Will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. like so they they had the rivalry. Because uh, they had a spelling contest in a previous episode where their word was narcissist, and <laughs> Will wrote Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> he got janked. <laughs> <laughs> janked. <laughs> That's an Alabama word for when you're sitting at the lunch table with your school friends in your predominantly black Alabama school, and everyone's roasting each other. And you get away with shits that you can't normally get away with saying otherwise. Which is healthy. Because some of the shit we would say at the jank table, <laughs> if we said it out of context, like at a cocktail party or at a spelling bee, it would be j- throw your jacket in the swimming pool time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm noticing a, a theme in the, the Bachelor series. Where in, in Bachelor in Paradise or Paradise Island or whatever it was called, uh, they had the cake in the fire. Yeah, cake goes in fire. Jacket, jacket goes, goes in, in water. water. And I, I, it's alchemy. Yeah, I, I think that's a. I think that's best though, because you can fish your jacket out of the water, but if you put it in the fire, you don't have a jacket. And you throw the cake in the fire, you just lose your cake. But you throw your cake in the pool, you also lose your pool. But then, like, what if it's a dry cake? Either way, it's going to be just as ruined in a fire as it is in a pool. 
But you're not going to ruin the fire by putting cake in it. Corridor, what did you think about the jacket debacle? Uh, well, being being a jacket guy myself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really felt Will's pain and like when he started to cry, uh, <laughs> I kind of teared up. Like I, <laughs> that was the part of the episode you teared up in. Yeah, that was the part. The like, jacket. I saw that. <laughs> Jacket just like waterlogged. He's trying to get it with the fucking the pool net. Yeah, because he didn't want to get his pants wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the deep end. And and none of the other guys did anything about it. Like they saw Peter walk off with his jacket, and they're just like, "You're wearing his jacket. <laughs> That's so wacky." And then he came back. I threw it in the pool, and then they all just sat there, like. Yeah. I feel like at least one of them should have been like, oh, I'm going to go get this guy's jacket because he's currently busy on a date. I remember at one point, I guess when he was wearing the guy's jacket, um, like, oh, there were some sick burns flying. It was, oh, gosh. It's just oh, a jank yeah. explosion. He was like, hey, hey, you, you better be, you better have fun with my jacket because, you know, it's got a lot of tissues in it for your boy tears. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of cum rags in it that are dissolvable <laughs> and then the other dude is like I make pizzas for a living I change lives one pizza at a time like I put the pepperoni under the cheese okay like I fucking like, I put the I, cheese under the crust <laughs> I do the weird flippy shit in the air even when no one's watching and it doesn't make a difference in flavor <laughs> so he, he actually did that in the first episode and just threw the dough onto the pavement like it, it wasn't very impressive I litter for a litter okay <laughs> and like all those jigs are pretty fire but none of it is nearly as good as these nuts <laughs> you wish you had my mouth bro <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah you wish you had my mouth like for what for Jenkins or for oral sex or for business negotiation or like at the dentist and he was like yeah I fucking do wish I had your mouth cause it's fucking pretty little mouth <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd stick your dick in my mouth if your mouth was mine <laughs> as it is you suck your own dick your mouth is on mine <laughs> be a dick mouth yeah. continuum yeah make a perfect circle <laughs> 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 it's not gay if I want to dishonor you. <laughs> yeah, you're just well. It's like it's like when dogs are being gay, and everyone's like they're just establishing dominance. It's like is that what you have to tell yourself? Like is it's that only gay if you look them in the eyes? Is that the only way you could sleep at night? Is if you assure yourself that oh my dog is just dominant? <laughs> Nemo tries to dominate me. Yeah, my dog Nemo. Well, that, Nemo's been a problem with this podcast because he's one of the producers of this podcast. He keeps trying to fuck people on Paradise Island, aka my garage studio. Nemo is just like, ah, oh, me too. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag me three. Oh no, me tuna. Me tuna. Oh, we're gonna yeah. start a tuna restaurant called Me Tuna. It's gonna. We're gonna like. 
be in the red so fast. <laughs> Tuna is it's so really expensive, expensive here. What I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to do like oh, I'm gonna have to develop an Adderall problem and just do this thing where like I drive down to the Gulf Coast like twice mm-hmm. a week and then drive right back without sleeping. I don't think that would be cost effective. You may as well like get some. Can you say cocaine on this podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, well it, it, on the Gulf Coast we call it baby laxatives, but yeah, it is it is twenty five percent cocaine. But uh, yeah, if I just go from town to town, no one will know it. You know, like yeah, okay. Or like I could get it and I could sell the cocaine as I move further inland, and by the time I get here, all that's left is the tuna. And then we'll get more money for more c- baby go, go oil, tuna. Baby <laughs> for more tuna. <laughs> like the tuna becomes a front. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Are, are the tuna doing the cocaine in this in this business idea? It always that doesn't starts. that doesn't seem very cost effective. Uh, oh, your girlfriend's calling. She's not my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your partner. <laughs> I think it's really funny watching these guys have uh, someone on Reddit today explained it to me as mantrums. They're tantrums <laughs> that a man has. And if you're a teacher, those are kind of hilarious to watch because it's like I watch kids have meltdowns all day. I watched a little boy like run on all fours down the hall chirping. <laughs> and then he locked himself inside a glass trophy case. <laughs> Never was trying to convince him not to do that. Because they can't violently get him out of there because they break the trophy case. And he was in a glass case of emotion. Like, that's what I deal with all day. So seeing a man have that, like a man, like men go that back and forth, like... You know, your mom is so fat that uh, she gave birth to you out of her belly button because it's bigger than her pussy. Your mom is so fat when she wore high heels, she struck oil. Oh. Hey, did you guys hear about that new cell phone <laughs> from T-Mobile? I hear it gets reception on the other side of yo mama. Oh, whoa. Oh, That's normally a dark zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo mama... <laughs> Your mama's so fat, she's got 5G. Yeah, mama's so fat. <laughs> no, that was from the vaccine. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, mom, like, uh, <laughs> I was talking to her and she was like, I was like in the refrigerator the other day and I was like looking for something to eat, but like, I ate everything. <laughs> That's what your mom said. <laughs> my mom ate everything. Oh yeah, my she gosh. Uh, that was an original. <laughs> from fifth grade. Hell yeah. Fucking fifth grade. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, your mama is so morbidly obese that I'm genuinely concerned about her, though she's beautiful at every size. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag body positivity. Hashtag Your fat, mama so fat. Fat chick fetish. <laughs> God, her titties are like, they just sway in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
A strong wind. <laughs> they're, they're very, they're very fluffy. Is that, yeah. is that what we're going for here? They had to shut down the milk factory because those big obese titties were putting them out of business. They're like, ah, how can we get beat with this? But... Oh, your mama has a routine where she dances and and uh, sweeps the floor with her boobs at the same time. That's called being a wife. Dude, if my mama had those big titties that they put big milk out of business, (laughs) like, I wouldn't be on this fucking podcast. I would be in my fucking tuna fucking... Your me tuna must I'll give my fucking tuna. I'm gonna start a fucking me <laughs> hashtag me tuna, tuna restaurant in feminist ass Denver yeah. of all the places that doesn't have seafood. <laughs> I'm gonna be made of fucking tuna. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go right down to your albacore. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. All right, um. so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next thing that happens. Michelle be kissing everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does kiss a lot of dudes. How many dudes do you think she kisses? Like, I lost count. Most of them. All of them. All 24 that I left. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then uh, right J- Jamie kind of. Did J- did she kiss Jamie this time? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure, but he threw, have, a, he threw a tantrum about it. I have it. in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> he did, they did kiss? Excuse me. Yeah, I thought they were hot together. So, like, when Jamie first came out, well, first of all, I feel kind of catfish because (laughs) I thought he was the oldest guy in the house. Like, I thought he was like 40. It was all the secrets and lies that he's been holding in that ages a person. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, well, this was in the episode you missed, but uh, his uh, mom, he dealt with a bipolar mom his whole life. And then finally, oh, at twenty four, she well, offered no, herself. <laughs> hey, but he has problematic tweets. So okay, cancels that. <laughs> I don't know. Cancel. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> how nice to word feel choice. because oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if someone was talking about me, they could be like, some people could be like, oh, she's cool, and some people be like, oh, she's weird, and some people could be like, oh, she's full of lies, and some people could be like, oh, but her Detroit childhood. <laughs> I mean, not that I had a Detroit childhood, but referencing back to Riley from Bachelor, like, I had, like, rough things in my life that made me, like, I think, like, I got some, like, frown lines or something early, you know? Like, I, I looked like an adult when I was a kid. Like I was, Yeah, for, for those following at home, Genevieve looks like she's 70. Yeah, I looked like Sean Cottery when I was four years old. Slap her with an open hand. She looked like she had to pay a mortgage when she was in elementary school. I did. I have resting uh, mortgage face. I have resting how are we gonna pay this mortgage phase like i just kind of that's why i'm a good teacher because i just go into like what are you doing you're disappointing us and ruining our lives how will we feed ourselves okay so i'm gonna read his tweets i'm gonna start from less problematic to maybe indication that he that this is his account um (laughs) to yeah because this is a sector account secret twitter all right hashtag signs you're in tacoma you go to a house party and there's only one or none girls you'd leave with. Sad face. Ooh, sick burn. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of benign. That's kind of benign. 
I've got much douchier tweets. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's not his tweet. Let's see. Uh, I think the best age for a man is deaf, 26 to 28. Those have to be the good years. 24, you mean it gets better than this? This was in 2014, so I guess he was 24. Wow. My boy, Run Marcus Run, keeps telling me I need to find a nice Latina. I don't know if they do light-skinned... N-words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then he has he has a tweet that just kind of proves it's him about he has a thirty person energy conference presentation that he's giving in a conference. So that kind of proves that it's him. Um, because who else would speak at an energy conference? <laughs> well, he he that's what he does. He he, I'm convinced. It was the same name, same area. Well, that's what maybe he's into the environment and oh, he also has an OnlyFans account. Um, I think his OnlyFans account only shows his dick or something. Only dicks. <laughs> um, let's see. Some okay. This is when it gets a little misogynist. Some girls just act a little too tough in the club. I'll let a bitch know real quick if she keep talking crazy. I'ma kick her in the damn shins. These <laughs> nuts, sick burn. You bitches can't even cook, but want to get married and shit. Ah, what she said, cosign. <laughs> I'm forwarding all females to at Arabian Pastry so she could teach you how to act right, lol. When bitches can't find a man, they come up with the most delusional reasons why they're single. Uh, ugly girls deserve a chance, too. That's why God created After Hours. I swear I'm carrying both sides of the convos. Hashtag stupid hoes. <laughs> but he spelled it the Louisiana way where we add unnecessarily unnecessary vowels and access to things. <laughs> you know it's bad when you're drunk. Mm, They're all still hideous. Hashtag PDX. I didn't even realize Middle Eastern girls could look like that. Where the fuck I been at? America. Oh, this was this one. I actually really think it's funny. White bitches show up to rap concerts half naked. Uh, not hashtag survival guide. Survival guide. That's probably a Northwest thing too. Hashtag Seattle. All right, that's just accurate. That's <laughs> <laughs> so just accurate. Like, I, like they show up fucking like it, you. You show up. You show up showing your body to a hip hop concert, but like you know, you wear like some fishnets underneath, so people can't finger you in the crowd. Because that's like if you wear like a short skirt and skippy panties, I can't help you. I can't help you. Sorry. All right. I agree with him. Lies are better than the truth. That if that wasn't the case. Then why would lies exist? Foreshadowing. I ain't fake. I'm just too good to be true. That. When was okay. that lies? When, when was that from? 2012 that doesn't mean any like that could be a, like none of this the, you can't take 2013 tweets and he's always <laughs> been a liar he loves it yeah. he's, he's addicted hey yeah. guys nothing worse than a girl that can't take a compliment just take the compliment it's okay smile and say thanks fucking 2013 motherfucker <laughs> alright so what y'all think about that like do you think uh, do you think that the shit we said in 2013 should affect who's willing to bone us now. Yes. Well, I'd say if if they're like uh, 
I mean, if they use the time to reflect, like, from, like, the initial repercussions and, like, you know, actually, like, we, like, you know, have remorse, then, and, like, if you're not trying to, like, uh, if you're not, you know, trying to, uh, Oh, fuck. Can you edit this? Better yourself? No, like, I mean, who who else matters more than your friends or family? You know, like, if you don't know them, then fuck them. But, like, if it's affecting, like, you know, your loved ones. Yeah. Then you should, like, you know, find, um... What's that word? <laughs> Resolution. Uh, yeah, resolution. you should fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, man, I had this fucking second grader day. He had been cussing all day. He'd been cussing like a fucking fool. <laughs> and on top of that, he was trying to tell everyone else for cussing. And at one point, people kept throwing stuff at his head, and he was saying fuck, and I was like, okay, all right, all right, that's fine. But then he said bitch in front of this little girl, and she got really upset. And I had to explain to the boys, it's like, if you get in the habit of saying shit like bitch, you're disrespecting every woman in your life, every girl you come into contact with. Like, that's hugely disrespectful to women. Like, and I feel like even at that age... If you're a guy who says bitch and you don't learn how to, like you said, like find a resolution and fix that, you're going to be a man who says bitch. Yeah. And he just says it, you know, I mean, not in the Dave Chappelle sense. Yeah. You're not Rick James, bitch. <laughs> but you, if you just say bitch casually, you end up hurting women around you. Yeah. And that's actually, uh, I... That's what the vice principal told me when I was selling porn out of my locker in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah dude, that's not... <laughs> we found a bunch, like, uh, magazines in the dumpster in the recycle. We were doing a recycling project. <laughs> and we found a bunch in, like... You recycled uh, them. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, I didn't see where it said not for resale. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sell Lucy's a porn. Like, yeah, there's a whole magazine, but we just rip out individual pages. Exactly. 50 cents and $10 for a whole one. And I sold a whole one that I cut pictures out. <laughs> <laughs> you cut out all the nipples you like. And so it's a bunch of, if you cut out their eyes and yeah, their nipples, that's, that's serial so killer you, stuff. you could just, you just duct tape the eyes and nipples to your lockers. And so they had, they had to look at the porn without eyes or nipples. Yeah. So like I learned what a sex offender looks at a young age. So <laughs> now I know like you can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> you respect women. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I think, like, uh, the stuff that you said a long time ago reflects who you were then, and that's kind of the best predictor of who you are now, is who you used to be. Like, people change, and I think it's important to give people chances and forgive them, but... Uh, yeah, because it's what we grow up around really affects us, so... 
on doing habits. You know, like I know the kids that cuss a lot around me probably hear cussing a lot. Mm -hmm. The kids that, you know, want to play basketball and have dance parties probably dance a lot and play basketball, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, it's, it's important. Oh God, this today, this one kid, he showed up with this lunchbox and it was full of candy and some pastries and some chips. It was full all the way. And he opened it. He laughed at me. He said, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so like, yeah. I mean, who we are is who we are. And who we are is kind of set. Like, it could change if you're willing to do a lot of fucking work. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. so they have the spoken word date where some of them get into the nitty gritty of their childhoods. Um. All, all but one of them, as far as I could tell. Like, ja- oh, yeah. Ja- Jamie decided to tell some, like, story that he already knew about, uh, I don't know, a guardian angel in a forest or something like that. It was like a Reddit parable. Uh-huh. It was like, you know, when you see a new comic do jokes and you're just like, oh, these are Reddit jokes. <laughs> I, dude, have you ever seen a comic do a meme? It's. Yes. Nauseating. I've I've seen a comic like oh so I made this funny tweet about how I'm just not ready to have a school shooter yet. And I sent it before I was a comedian, I sent it to a comedian friend. And he did it I just screenshot it, sent it to him because I thought he yeah, I thought he thought would think it was funny. But he didn't respond to my Facebook message tweeting that to him at three in the morning. But <laughs> he did quickly incorporate that into his set. And then when people were trying to like, uh, like, you know, cite him for PC violations, because it wasn't as funny when he said it, because it's like, nobody asks a dude when they're going to have a kid. <laughs> like, when are you going to make babies? Nobody asked a dude that, but it's like, when they ask women that all the time after we mm-hmm. turn 22 and beyond increasingly. So that's where that joke comes from. And that tweet comes from, and he totally plagiarized that tweet, and then he was trying to act like, oh, everyone's trying to cancel me because I make school shooter jokes. I'm like, well, that's funny because I still make that school shooter joke, and no one's trying to cancel me over it. Yeah. Because I'm a woman. <laughs> I get away with it. Ha, 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 So, like, the spoken word poetry thing, it starts off, this guy's giving this poem, and it's like, but. By, by seven years old, a woman's planning her marriage. By nine years old, she's hired a caterer. By 13 years old, she's planning her honeymoon. 13 and a half, she knows the positions you're going to hit on the honeymoon. By 14, Whoa. she's planning your divorce. <laughs> by 14 and a half, she's realizing she can't afford a divorce. So she's getting a second job, <laughs> acting like she's saving up for a vacation. Really, she is plotting her escape. By 15, she's took up cheating. Because she has needs. By 16, she finally divorces. Her lawyer cucks your lawyer. By 17... This this is a really elaborate fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's like poem. Spoken word. And you know, like... uh, 
uh, one of them he had he just said broken in a bunch of things like broken dreams broken whatever and i was just thinking um, like you know like broken, broken windows, detroit childhood broken <laughs> detroit childhood broken <laughs> cell phone when you're on the bus and you bought a mobile bus ticket <laughs> and you're sitting there your cell phone has no power button and so you're trying to poke it with a with a with the with the, the pokey tool Try to poke it with a pokey tool paper to clip. turn it on. Paperclip. You're trying to poke that where the power button used to be the paperclip, but but another component fell off, and you're like, I swear I have a ticket. I swear I have a ticket, sir. I swear I have a ticket. It's on here. It's on here. I can't. Broken dreams. <laughs> um, and then Jamie gets up, and Jamie does a TED Talk. Yeah. What did he do? What is a, a qualm? No. Parable? Uh, a parable. <laughs> or a fable? Yeah. What do you think of Jamie in that moment? Fucking psychopath. Uh, well, I knew it from the time he got out of the limo. What gave it away? Because I thought he was cute. Like, am I just, do I, am I just thinking with my china pot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he would, like I immediately thought that guy's a narcissist. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, once I got to know him a little better, I'm like, oh no, he's just really confident. And that lasted for about 15 minutes, and then they went back to, oh no, he's a narcissist. Okay, so he, yeah. We go from like he's a narcissist to he's really confident to oh he's traumatized to oh, but it's turned him into a monster. But I have in my notes here, Jamie sucks. Rehearsed a bad kisser. And that sums him up. That's <laughs> that's his life. Bad kisser. God, that's the worst thing you can be. Brandon is chill though. Brandon's a good kisser. I yeah. okay. So like, I was cooking through most of this show when we were watching it, and then I just remember when Brandon and her were making out, <laughs> and I stopped. Out. Like I just had like my spoons. I was just like. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> he starts with the hand, you know, in the and you know in the jawline, and then they move, and it's like down here, and you know his face looked clean. Yeah, it's good, solid. So you just you made dinner with lust. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's why it's so good. It, it did taste pretty good. It was the lust. <laughs> All right, so so lust in everybody. So the, <laughs> there, there were a lot of uh, times in this episode where their clothes matched the scenery. Like a guy was wearing a shirt that matched the carpet on the stairs, and another guy was wearing a pineapple shirt that matched the outdoor furniture. Yeah, they're in a hotel, and they're limited by the different patterns that they have at the men's suit store in their towns. Because everybody comes on, they come on. This is why that guy was so mad that his jacket got thrown into the water. Because everybody has to provide their own clothes except the bachelorette, because she's the queen. Life is all fair. <laughs> everybody else has to provide enough clothes, assuming that they're going to stay on the whole show. And those suits. And they have to put it all in at one suitcase. But like, they have to buy all the suits, like for all the rose ceremonies. Yeah, but guys can kind of get away. Like, we won't notice if a guy recycles elements from a suit versus, like, women. Like, women got to bring 20 Mardi Gras ball gowns. That's, like, 10 years worth of Mardi Gras ball gowns. Th- th- that would be suitcase. That's like, that'd in, be 20 years. 
Yeah, but okay, 20 years, what woman is going to say stay the same dress size through 20 years of Mardi Gras balls? The kind of women that go on The Bachelorette and have body image issues? Kidarella. Kidarella. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, that's a lot of fucking dresses. Like, I've got like two gowns. Like, I don't know how much y'all have. Got, how many suits do you guys yeah, have? Yeah, I, I don't have two gowns. How many suits? I have three suits. All right. I have two. Okay, so this is how what you'd probably do. So y'all would both bring both like all the suits that you have, and all two of them. You would also bring a couple of casual outfits. You'd also bring a leather bomber jacket, a casual jacket, because you've got to have room for your suit jacket. So Mm -hmm. you have probably one casual jacket, and it's your leather bomber jacket that you know it's made from the leather of uh, your dad's face like after your dad died <laughs> you skinned his face and you leathered it as you do yeah out of Ar- respect argentinian yeah leather. that's the one i bring <laughs> yeah and uh and then someone throws it in the water oh oh, oh fuck that was my dad's face sick burn and then also you know when you were little your mom was murdered by a pizza so he's a pizza <laughs> man you're like oh man it's happening again it's like i'm just like i'm in detroit all over again ah and you start crying and then you remember your comrade for your boy tears it's inside the jacket pocket yeah so peter was a jerk oh it's completely relatable <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I already told you. Yeah, I'm a jacket guy. I sympath. I'm a jacket sympathizer. Jacket, jacket apologist? No, no. I would never be a jacket thrower in a pool or apologist. How mad would you be if I took your Argentinian leather jacket and just? What if I got your attention? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and just like tossed it in the pool. I I would be very upset. <laughs> that jacket was from my dad. But how how would you react to that pain? Like, what would your move be? I I, I would I would I would give you a stern talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Take you to the principal's office, but- like Michelle. Yeah, I'd apologize. I, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> figure you must have something really, really rough going on in your life right now. <laughs> it's his Detroit childhood, you know. It's yeah. the only reason we do anything we do. It's like every, everyone's got a primary motivating factor. Yeah, and it's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so let's talk about the Rodney date. So Rodney was the guy. He showed up dressed like an apple. And he mm-hmm. was dressed like a red apple. And she was like, what kind of apple are you? She's a smart <laughs> lady. And he's like, oh, you know, I got to say, I'm a Granny Smith apple. And she's like, really? <laughs> Granny Smith? Granny Smith is the only green apple. And you're a red apple. You got to pick literally any other apple. And she starts naming all the apples. You know, she's like, apple, apple. She's like. Honeycrisp, uh, Gala. <laughs> Fuji Smith. Pink red Delicious. delicious. Pink delicious, and red lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like, uh, she's like a gay, gay, gay apple, gay apple, the gay apple <laughs> with the gay earring side. 
<laughs> and uh, he's just like, oh shit, I feel dumb. His head is big, you know, but he seems all right. The, their date, I think, went really well. He was really good at playing. Like, he was really good at leaning into an absurd game because they were playing this weird game. Well, so in the, in the previous episode, uh, she had blindfolded him and fed him things and asked him, what is oh. this? And he was really bad at it. Uh, it was like, yeah. what is this? Is this lasagna? And it was pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is definitely the Granny Smith. Like, no, that was a different apple. No, that was that was semen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was your Granny. <laughs> that, that was, was your... that was Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that was your Granny's Pink Delicious. <laughs> it wasn't Granny Smith. Her pussy's not even green. <laughs> You're thinking of your aunt. <laughs> But I think their date was kind of cool. Like, seems the nicest of all of them. Rodney? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, the ugliest, but he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. The ugliest is still, like, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's still. He's still got on the show. A tall glass of car parts. No. I mean, I'd still be his friend. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. He's like a friend 10. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck him. (laughs) I mean, okay, so what I was thinking, like, you were making fun of his face. I don't think his face is that bad, but I was like, maybe maybe he would be hotter if I sat on his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you just just saw the (laughs) apple, like the apple body. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, uh, (laughs) Granny Smith. (laughs) <laughs> Let herself go. <laughs> she had a sunburn. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to butterface shame. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, he had, like, a good body. Yeah, he pulled off an apple costume. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A- yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a great personality. We need to talk about, um, like, the sexualization of teachers on this show because it's something that especially at that first episode you know when they're all doing their walk-ons something that everyone thought it was a good idea to lean into teacher sex jokes which i could say as like since i started teaching i've had so many guys be like yeah hot for teacher your students are going to develop a fetish for thick women and like i'm not even that fat by teacher standards, first of all. <laughs> and then secondly, I teach preschoolers, you sick fuck. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? Like, breasts are still for eating for them, you know? Like, they're, they're looking at that like it's a cream of wheat. You know, they're not looking at it <laughs> like a fifth grader would. It's just so fucking gross. And so many guys leaned into that. And you could tell Michelle was so fucking not into it. You know, like uh-huh. every time a guy would show up, like, I'm dressed like one of your students. She's just like, because she knows her students are watching this. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of them gave her a ruler to spank him with. Did she do it? She she kind of did, but you could tell she, she kind of tapped into him. It. She was yeah. she was just like super not fucking into it. Uh-huh. She was know? just like, okay, let's get this over with. Like, cause oh god, like I I want to make this as less sexy as possible, cause otherwise you know people are gonna check off to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> and that shit's so gross. Like I hate it because you know it's a job, and I also think I think it's a it's an indicator to me that a man is low value if he's making those jokes just because like 
if your primary dealing with thoughts about a school situation is rooted in sex porn stuff slash your own puberty wet dreams, um, that means you don't actually deal with kids ever. And if you actually deal with kids and work with kids, then you see them as human beings and you see yourself as a human being in that situation. And all that shit is like makes me want to vomit. You know, Mm -hmm. like it just when a man man fetishizes a teacher, that means he probably thinks I'm going to bring him a snack. (laughs) When really I'm going to take him to the principal's office because that's what Michelle fucking does. She's going to look at your folder. (laughs) Yeah, full of. Data. Data. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking notes on. Is this from the the first first episode? episode? Yeah, that guy. So this guy shows up trying to say all the right things. Yeah, I just did all my own research. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to write it down. You know, he he made a whole folder about uh, how to be perceived as a good guy on The Bachelor. So it was like a playbook. You know, it's one thing to try to figure out how to do that, but to put it in a folder. And then some of the folder was like, what are my bad qualities? Well, I'm a piece of shit. I suck. <laughs> what can I do to look better? Well, teach, coach special athletes. To kidnap some retarded kids and teach them how to kick a ball. <laughs> Essentially. That's what the folder said. Yeah. And it was laminated with like a binding that you slide over sheet protectors yeah. sheet protectors yeah because yeah. yeah. he was like i'm gonna pee on this like <laughs> i'm so clueless i might pee on my own designated folder <laughs> I, I really don't think it's that weird i don't know like i personally i like to keep a designated folder and some people they think <laughs> that i'm crazy but if you think I'm crazy when I keep a designated folder you should meet me when I don't keep a designated folder because then my thoughts are very disorganized yeah. I'm a psychopath. I thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> never mind. What? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can't remember. All uh, right. So this is some great Pinot Gris. It is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Michelle's basketball legs. It gets me from A to B and then also to C. It's very long. It's like, is that an extra knee? Is that an extra joint? <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> the C is for cerveza. Oh. Cerveza. <laughs> so I want to talk some more about Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. All right, so Jamie, um, Jamie has caused some shit. All right, so Jamie was the one that introduced the rumor that oh she was like you know i heard from my friend word on the street word on the street is and by street i mean instagram dms is uh michelle's already booed up with a light-skinned baller he actually did a better job of doing a spoken word poem (laughs) describing this bullshit than he did in his spoken word session. Like, he was like, he had the pauses, you know? Like, Michelle already booed up with, and this was like, light-skinned baller in the Minneapolis area. 
So who's, you know, the light-skinned baller in the Minneapolis area? It's... What's his face? His name I can't even remember. He's yeah. pretty. He's really pretty. He's bald, and he's pretty. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He could play basketball. Is yeah, he, that guy. Is he an NBA baller? No, no not quite that just, good. He's he's like a basketball enthusiast. He, <laughs> but he he okay. So in the first episode, do you remember when um she's talking about the guy who ghosted her? Uh huh. And then the guy is like, uh, well, I like. I don't think he really ghosted her because I don't think if you haven't met someone in person mm-hmm. and you've got other shit going on, it's like if you stop talking to them, that's not fucking ghosting. Yeah. Anyway, you shouldn't be mad about ghosting anyway because it's worse when they poltergeist. That's when they do meet up in person, but then they destroy your furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a ghost. Like, ghost me before you poltergeist me. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, he goes to her because that was around the, all, the time of all the George oh, Floyd shit. Like, all the George Floyd shit. And they were, like, living in that area in those neighborhoods. And so he was, like, basically, like, there were a couple of murders around some property that he owned. And he was just, like, going through it. Just going through it. And so, like, you know, a brief flirtation online didn't really take priority um but then she was like oh but you could have told me and it's like no he couldn't like he He just met you he he didn't even just met you yeah well like i don't okay so i'm a woman women are a little better at this than men so men in my experience especially men that have had very difficult things happen to them they have a lot of trouble opening up about it and women do too it's a little easier for women most of the time but at the same time, I relate to it because it's like if I just met someone, you know, there's certain stuff that I don't want to, I don't want to tell them about my Detroit childhood. Yeah. Like you, you have kind of slowly, uh, like increasing levels of emotional intimate, intimacy with someone. Yeah. If you're going you through You don't a- start out at the beginning of the relationship with everything. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, borderline personality disorder. Uh-huh. And you put it all on the table. <laughs> and then you're like, Go away, I never want to talk to you again. And you're like, no, I love you. <laughs> and then you're like, eat my Thanksgiving. But you put a hair in your Thanksgiving food, and that's why they're like, damn, she makes the best Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like full of pubic hair, period blood. <laughs> and then you throw their cake in the pool. Yeah, you throw their cake. No, I'm gonna mix it. I'm gonna throw yeah. And no, the jacket in the fire. I'm gonna throw You get it mixed up. The cake on the interstate. I'm gonna get up on a bridge and throw it down the interstate. <laughs> throw the cake on the interstate. And then I'm gonna throw the jacket to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll hurt so much more. <laughs> Are you saying that on stage? The poultry guys. Oh, I just wrote that joke ghosting. for this, and I'm gonna say it. No, it's oh recorded. I'm gonna gosh, say it. That's a new so joke. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. It's based on reality too. So <laughs> I like to. I like because I can't talk about some of my reality publicly without uh, having my safety threatened or my well-being compromised. So instead, really vague jokes. That was that was so good. Thank you. All right, so one of the questions that was asked on one of the dates was, uh, what's your biggest fear? So let's get into that. David, what's your biggest fear? Um, let's see. Either the idea of death or of living forever. Oh. Alternating between the two of those. 
<laughs> back and forth. Sometimes like, both at the same clear. time. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Cornor? My biggest fear... Uh, my biggest fear is being right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I like right about what? Like anything, <laughs> like... Do, do you mean right like correct or right like the opposite of left? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm an or do you mean like conservative? I'm, an, I'm not an um, ambi-turner. <laughs> I'm a... I'm a I can't turn left. I'm a monorotationist. Mono, mono yeah, I have a bad knee too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm afraid about being correct about anything I'm thinking about, like... If I'm thinking about something or like uh, thinking about something like negative or something, if I was like, right, that's like, what? If- oh, like if you're right about your worst suspicions about yourself. Or anything. Like, yeah. What if I do get hit by a car? Dude, I always think I'm gonna get hit by the 121 bus. I'm always, I always joke like, "Ha ha!" If I die, you know what bus I got hit by? I got hit by the 121 <laughs> bus, crossing that street for to go to the liquor store, and then. But then I think, what if I'm right? Or just like, uh, what if, uh, what if? Dude, it could be anything. What if you're right about everything all the time? Well, we contradict ourselves, though, which is... I think that's our saving grace from that, is the fact that we grow and we change and we learn new information and it alters us. And so even if we were right all the time, we wouldn't be, because... <laughs> <laughs> change our mind no because we right (laughs) hey 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 i change lives (laughs) one calzone per second uh is that a sticker you just read she's a a pizza preneur i'm a pizza preneur and my name is peter oh it's called alliteration i'm a poem calzone Or what about the pizone? A simile is like a metaphor. <laughs> oh, man. Do you ever have to restrain yourself from doing a spit take? <laughs> I just did. When you said pizone, I almost spit one. I'm, I'm glad you the didn't. Memories, the memories. I the almost spit peen. <laughs> I kind of want a pizone now. Those don't exist. I want what? to I want to know. If wait, the, um, wait, no, hold on. We can't move. We can't just move on from that. No, they don't. It was limited time only. It's been there's been a lot of things, you know. It's been a, it's a lot of things are like that, you know. Like um, my life no longer has meaning. <laughs> Your life never had meaning. <laughs> no, they bring it back like the McRib, which I had for lunch today. It was ten dollars. I was pissed. That's so expensive. I had Little yeah. Caesars. Well, it was five fifty five. The McRib. No, Little Caesars Pizza. It was supposed to be five dollars, but it's five fifty five now. It's inflation. No, that's just no before tax. It was like six oh seven after tax. 
I remember uh, when the bean burrito from Taco Bell stopped oh, being a dollar sixteen with the tax included, and now it's a dollar fifty-eight. Yeah, it used to be five forty-two with tax. That's the, the hot bean burrito. And ready. No, the Little Caesars pizza. Oh, Little Caesars. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. that is hot and ready. <laughs> we're, we all, we're okay. We're from different worlds. Okay, you're spending like. Five forty-eight on food. I'm spending one dollars and fifty-eight on food. We're not the same, you know. Like you're just. I eat a lot more. I need the whole pizza for my meal. A burrito doesn't cut it. Okay, I have less than two dollars, <laughs> and I'm trying to convince the bus driver that I did buy a ticket, but I just have a broken phone. <laughs> so the the first date I went on with my ex-wife, she was not my ex-wife at the time, obviously. <laughs> uh, Got off to a good start. <laughs> It was to a Little Caesars. Let's start over. Little's first red flag. Yeah, it uh, it went pretty well. You know, I ordered a pizza, and then I said, and 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 uh, I ordered a pizza and a two liter soda. I was like, and what would you like for you? And uh, yeah, then we got married, so it worked. Kind of, because then we got divorced. They ran out of leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I don't eat much, so I'll just. Eat slowly off this pizza and then by the time it ran out, <laughs> she had food poisoning. <laughs> over it. He was like, Why did her sex life die? He was like, she, She's eating raw food poisoning. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> 10 year old pizza. Oh, y'all were together for 10 years? 11. God. Oh. Because I was with mine. I was with my common law husband for like four and a half or something. Like, uh, 25, yeah, 25 to 29. And uh, I cannot imagine staying in that situation any longer than that. Like, to be with the wrong person. Because I knew I was with the wrong person at one point, And I stayed with the... You know, you always stay, overstay your welcome with the wrong person. Because you're like, I can fix them. <laughs> or you're like... Maybe he'll die at the shipyard. <laughs> Get his house and dog. <laughs> that sweet, sweet burrito insurance money. I feel that. That's like so many bean burritos. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one man's 401k is the other man's 401 burritos. <laughs> Complacency is a silent killer. <laughs> Complacency, that brings me to um, a good conversation that Rodney and Michelle had on their date about, um, like, she gave some examples of, like, racism she faced growing up and how, like, her dad kind of, and I can see why her dad would do this, especially coming from his generation versus hers, but when she would be upset about a negative racist encounter, he would kind of be like, oh, well, you're allowing yourself to feel that way. Like, you're allowing them to get under your skin. Like, you're giving them power over you. You're not, yeah. So, I mean, some of that's good advice, but then also you're telling a person, like, you're not allowed to feel this, even though you might need to feel this. So, um, um, let them say that. Yeah. yeah. So they don't, like, if you acknowledge it at all. Then you're, then it's your bad and you're fucking yeah. That's you can't get mad, like yeah. that's that's basically saying all right. So other people can do whatever the fuck they want to you, and the burden's yeah. on you. Like you have to act like you know, the forty year old in the room. Yeah. Even though you're you know ten. 
I'm sorry, drinking a lot of beer over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to paint over this. <laughs> but, um, I guess. Have you ever, I think, is this a gallon? I drank a no. whole gallon once. I feel like, okay, so this is the equivalent of two bottles. I've definitely drunk two bottles of champagne by myself. Looks more like two liters. Many a night. Oh, it's a two liter spray. <laughs> Brought to you by Barefoot Wine. So also in the in their date, um, uh, Michelle kind of uh, made a call back to the Apple costume uh, with a really bad pun. She said like uh, something like "Yes, absolutely," <laughs> and like at at the core of it, that's just a really bad apple pun that I can't get behind. Like it really gets under my skin. If you yeah. want to be my lover, you have to fill out an application. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that at least has the seeds of a good pun. <laughs> That's the seeds of a good pun. Yeah, I, I really, I really envy that. Seeds, the yeah. apple seeds of a good. That, that was my joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I, just, glad, I, do, I just want the I'm glad you picked up on that. I just want to spell. Oh it out. yeah, we have to spell it out for yeah, them. They're, you, like, they're not very bright. Michelle's <laughs> students might be listening, so I'll give them a little lesson. Oh, and by the way, quit saying D's nuts. We know you're not talking about macadamia, pecan, walnut. Like, we know about D's nuts. Like, D's yeah, they're nuts. peanuts. Fucking almonds. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking modest peanut farmer from Georgia. <laughs> My name's Jimmy Carter. You know, like Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's all like D's nuts. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard him say that once. That's why he was an ineffective president. <laughs> nobody yeah. Nobody took him seriously. He after like that. <laughs> and God. Because I think he likes God. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. So like Jamie sucks. He gets eliminated, which I was surprised by. Like he was really. He used to be a contender. What's great about Michelle is she didn't even have to go and read his tweets to know that he was a guy who tweets <laughs> like ugly women. And she's still... y'all get a hall pass if I turn off the lights at the hall. <laughs> <laughs> she still kissed him, and it was a terrible kiss. Why was it terrible? Um, it was. Like uh, it was like a like a a peck, like a prolonged peck. It was like a stab. Oh yeah, it was like a step. A, a stab, and then like you could tell, you could tell that he, uh, yeah, dude, fucking sociopath. Also, I noticed uh. What I forgot to look it up. It's called uh, Deceiver's Delight. Or oh, Duper's Delight. Delight. Yeah. Duper's Delight. We said that way too fast. We're like, yeah. I know this one. And then they were like, <laughs> we had our Duper's Delight face. We're like, uh-huh. <laughs> he also lied like yeah. an 11 year old when uh, somebody accused him of being uh, um, threatened by Joe. Joe was the the other Minneapolis guy. They all lie like 11-year-olds. Yes, yeah, so someone accused them. Well, <laughs> they lie like they drink juice. 
They're like, you, you know, you're just trying to sow rumors to because you're threatened by Joe. And he's like, what? What, what makes what? you say that? Why Baby would you say grin. that? <laughs> like, what? And then he wrinkles his face ten uh-huh. times. Like, yeah. He folds his face into a fucking origami. He's like, what? Me? And then Me? smiles. And then goes back to the, the confused expression and then smiles. Yeah. yeah. God, you, they all, I don't know, they all lie like children. And I think being in education at the same time, like starting my career in education at the same time that this particular episode of The Bachelorette is on is very telling because I notice it with the dudes that I deal with. Like, honestly, like my pool of dudes, like my blowjob roster has shrunk so much. (laughs) I was like, I can't deal with y'all and your your mantrums. You know, your mantrums, your man tears. And it's like, they threw my jacket in the water. And my comrack was dissolvable. So now I don't have a comrack for my boy tears. Ah, like, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't fucking care. You know, it's like when two kids get in a fight. It's like, well, he did. It's like, I don't care. You guys were about to rip each other's scalps off. That was the day a lot of my students learned what the term scalping meant. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah, y'all are going to scalp each other. What's that? It's like, well... <laughs> That's what happens if you keep pulling on her braids forever. If you kept pull, if you kept pulling at your, the braids, and then her sister was like, "You bitch, don't hit my sister." And then she pulled at it too. Dad, y- y'all would all know what scalping means. Like y'all would all know, and you know it for the rest of your life. And then when your contestants on The Bachelor, uh, the thing <laughs> that you cry about in the corner would be like. Eh, I think my favorite thing about Jamie's lie about uh, like because he he told Michelle, oh yeah, you know the these guys, you know they're all, they're all starting rumors about you and they don't they don't trust your character. Yeah, he was like, now the fellas are talking about you know he didn't say I was the one. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one talking about this. He says it's everyone but me. Yeah, but when, when then when the guys confronted him about it, he said uh, like you know I wasn't there. But this is what people were saying. But I, I don't know because I was in my room the whole time. But people were saying this, yeah. but I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, but I know that they were saying it. But I wasn't in any uh, conversations. Like, but pick I one lie, they man. <laughs> Gotta stick to your story. I didn't crack yeah. a single forehead wrinkle <laughs> lifting my eyebrow over this one. I was like... Uh... <laughs> None of my pug folds were involved. I thought he was so hot. Like I was really fooled. Like, what's wrong with um, me that I'm like I'm attracted to the lies? Well, but you you figured it out in time. Yeah, I mean, it took me like two episodes. Uh huh. It t- it took Michelle three, so you're ahead of the curve. <sighs> I know, but I see the stuff she doesn't see. Yeah, because because I mean, we're watching at home, and she wasn't there for all of it. She sees it pretty quick. Like my favorite thing is when she finds that dude's uh, manipulation folder, <laughs> and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna look at this." And he's like, tries to explain different components, and she's like, "No, just let me grade your papers." <laughs> <laughs> you don't get director's commentary. <laughs> on this like i'm gonna interpret the product and then she throws him off and he's like well is there any way that i can convince you she's like fuck no like (laughs) you're a worse liar than my baddest fifth grader like yeah she i I feel like she has to have a parent-teacher conference with at least one of the contestants every night well they're gonna have parent-teacher conferences when they have hometowns right oh that's a parent-teacher conference what? <laughs> when, and, when they have what? 
parent teacher uh, home, no hometowns explain hometowns that is have you ever been to Pornhub no that's not what uh, hometowns are oh. <laughs> uh. it's where have you, have you ever met your lover's parents yes okay that's hometowns have you ever oh. met like their whole family at the same time uh yes and had the same conversation with each of them which went something like uh they said hello I said, hi, I'm David. And they said, are you Christian? And I said, no. Off to a great start already. What kind of Christian? Well, I mean, I'm not any of them, so. No. Oh. Anymore. So what are your your intentions with my daughter? Well, um. Because I know you have fantasy suites coming up. (laughs) So you're going to fuck my daughter's two roommates. (laughs) So what are your intentions with my daughter? Like, is she like a, is she like a warm up? Is she a fluffer? Is my daughter a fluffer? Does she, <laughs> is she a Christian fluffer to you? Because you know she's a Christian woman. You know she's a virgin, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was rough meeting them, but but they liked me, so it was okay. Eventually, that's good. I feel like my ex's parents, they started liking me when I started like helping them with projects. Like if they had to, if they were coming to help with something around the house and I helped them. And then, I don't know, I tried really hard Well, because they were very Christian good people, but they were fun. I liked them because uh, like the mom did beekeeping. They had a blueberry farm, which means I made a lot of blueberry pie. A lot of blueberry pie. Oh, shit. Oh. And uh, so, like, I got to talk to them about that because I like that shit. So, I don't know. I like parents because parents, like, old people are weird and they're really into. It's kind of like living with my roommate. You know, he just talks about his fish tank. <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, shout out Michael Isaacs uh, because every time he tells that aborth Jay, <laughs> he tells. Uh, <laughs> that joke about his son's fourth aborth day. <laughs> that like uh, takes me back to the first abortion I had to experience firsthand. Well, no, second. Well, I didn't have to have an abortion. <laughs> But anyway, I yeah, I really like this girl, and like we had a good connection, and then, uh, like I was in like a weird position, like in the in the sense that like I wanted to like try to make it work, and she was like, "No, fuck that," and. Like, and that's, like, when it was, like, yeah, it ended in, like, bad terms. Like, it was the cause. Oh, yeah, abortions can make or break break, um, a relationship. It seems hard for them to make a relationship. Well, you could have a very good abortion boyfriend, which (laughs) I had a great abortion boyfriend. He's rich. <laughs> well, well, I got abortion in college, so at the time I was a stripper, and my boyfriend was a street juggler, and we were both in college, and we both like wanted to eventually do grad school shit, so just like, but we didn't know where we were gonna live. Like babies just weren't in the cards. I wasn't ready to get married, so for me, abortion was a no brainer. 
he had grown up religious though, and so it was kind of difficult for him. And it was also kind of difficult for me because even though I'm an atheist, it was still like it's my you know potentiality evaporating, you know, all that what might have been you know in my body yeah. and then the hormones. Um, so we had abortion together. It was it was really rough on us uh, for his spiritual reasons and for my inner body experience but also he was just really good about it like he um well i had to quit stripping at that point for health but you know like i stripped one more night made enough money to contribute to it and then he went out on bourbon street and was juggling knives and just every day just doing that just doing that to save up money and then i would come i would take a streetcar downtown to see him while he you know, stopped for lunch He'd buy me IHOP, you know, because I was like pregnant and sad. He'd buy me IHOP and then he, he helped pay for the abortion. And, you know, we were pretty much able to pay for it all. And, um, and then he hung out and, uh, you know, heating pads, put sandwiches by my bed. It was spring break. It was Oliver's spring break. So he was in town. So Oliver got to help. Oliver is an abortion pro. Like you can imagine knowing Oliver, like how yeah. he would be really good. At abortions. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just like, but the fact that I had both Stuart and Oliver, like just two, just very sweet, you know, devoted guys. Uh, I had a great abortion. I watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. I watched a bunch of Russian prison documentries. Oliver's very Sounds appropriate. Sincere. I like that guy. Yeah. Oliver's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's what, like, that's why, uh, it reminded me, like, when we were talking about meeting parents, like, I liked her parents, and like, her parents were divorced, but I still, yeah, like got both. to, yeah, I got to meet her mom and her dad, and her stepdad's cool too. So yeah, when and you do the hometowns, everybody. you break up with their whole family oh. and their dog yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah it sucks it sucks like it, it sucks because like you love these people and i'm the asshole because i it was me i said i'm not gonna pay you didn't pay for her abortion no Oh, dude. All right. Um, if y'all are nothing for this podcast, you uh, always throw in for that abortion. You throw I in whatever know. needs to happen. I was <laughs> I was young, but and I was just like, you know what? I'm like, I want to make it work. But her, like, she comes from old money and... Oh, so you were trying to get her pregnant? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> so you're like, I didn't want to pay for her abortion. She comes from old money. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, like, I could just, yeah, she's like got money. Yeah, I could just, like, not this thing. Silly. All right, if I see a meal ticket, I ejaculate on it. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just like, this happened... Like before I met her family. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. But, 
No, I'm not saying it's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Look at what we could have had. Yeah, we, I mean, it's like meeting we. family. It's like when you get along with a family. And that's why, I don't know, it, it, that's why it's stressful to meet families. You know, it's a big deal. Like, um, I, I, when I first started dating, I guess I had like more, I guess I didn't realize, you know, the length of years that go by and the different dudes that, you know, step in and out of the glory hole and so it's like if i was dating some guy and i'd be dating him for a few months i'd be like this is a serious relationship i'm gonna bring him to thanksgiving and what that ends up creating is a bunch of thanksgiving memories where it's like my whole fucking weird ass family plus some random guy who like wants to jump out a window and it just that's just kind of silly so it's like you gotta be careful oh yeah who you introduce to your family um i think we've been doing this for a long time um oh wait <laughs> i have a couple of things in my notes i want yes. to yes let's hit on those okay going back to the group date spoken word <laughs> uh yeah only well like there's that nice very dark man uh <laughs> He did the snaps, but also Jamie did the snaps. Everybody else clapped. A lot of people don't know to snap. I well, then there was, there was the, the white guy who did like marketing or something like that. He snapped and he was all excited because he yeah, knew he who was the person excited doing he the was spoken a poet. word was. What, he, but, he's, one, oh, of the, yeah. one of the white guys who has a, a that uh, white guy from Sister Act 2 accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Whippy Goldberg accent. <laughs> <laughs> he has a like 90s white guy in an urban comedy accent. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a bad Mitch Hedberg accent. Yeah, like Mitch Hedberg <laughs> mixed with that other comedian who talks like that. Post Malone. There's that that white guy with blonde hair who's like middle aged now who talks like in a white guy from Sister Act Two accent, and I don't know. Some people say that he's like racist or fucked up or whatever, but uh, I don't know. I, I have no opinion. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, that's mm. yeah the snaps. Oh, but no. In my notes here. Sorry. Uh, I wrote oh yeah the guy that was in the spoken word who actually knew the guy who was doing the yeah, weird mm-hmm. the white guy <laughs> yeah uh, he just got right up there and fucking spat a poem that he already wrote for his ex probably you know <laughs> that's well it's like Comedians do the same thing. Yeah, but you're on national And he TV. might he might have changed it. All right, so this is what probably happened. It's the same thing with, like, comedians. If we had to, on the fly, write a whole new set, we would write, you know, a mostly whole new set, but then those one-liners, those little phrases that hit from other jokes, throw them in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, that's acceptable. No, but you could tell. You, you can tell. see it in yeah. his eyes, yeah. He, another woman was cut in his eyeball. Also, another uh, sign that I saw, uh, Brandon, he's going to stick around, probably. 
Because he had a boner. She had a boner. No, he had. Well, a... yeah, he had a boner, but then also she was she melted in his arms like a candy bar. But during... is that the guy that you thought was the good kisser? Mm. Yeah, he's the other guy. I, I like him too. He's Ooh. also nice. Ooh. Yeah, he is nice, and he does the turtleneck and a gold chain with the cross on it. Mm-hmm. Look hot. During during the spoken word, he had a boner. Oh. Uh, maybe like pleat in the pants, or maybe maybe is really like seventy two percent. Wow, wow, yeah, that's more than half staff. It's like there's not just one beloved politician. That yeah, died. like oh man, like <laughs> he he definitely two ex presidents died in one day. <laughs> His end seemed like weird. <laughs> Okay. Alright, alright. Honest spoken word is kind of It's it's like, like there underrated, were, I think. There were moments in that where kind of like you get chills a little bit. Like some of the turns of phrases just really like Yeah. Yeah, you know, like yeah, spoken word is fucking beautiful. I, I the reason I got into comedy was because I was a spoken word poet and I would go to mixed genre open mics and I started studying the comedians there. But yo, know, rather be ghosted than poltergeist. Yeah. Yo. One of the things that Ronnie and Michelle talked about on their date, and then also came up with a spoken word, was basically like childhood experiences. That affect how you view relationships. So I want to know about what are some childhood experiences. And it could be as mundane as just, you know, like the way I was treated in this particular class or the way I felt about a certain activity, like, or as big as, you know, my Detroit childhood. And then in the middle of my Detroit childhood, we moved to Minneapolis (laughs) and like the bodies, the bodies, like either way. Yeah. Like, so I want to know, uh, David Stone, what's, What's something, some peculiarity about the way you interacted or were as a child that affects your relationships now? That is a good question. Um, I remember I had some friends in middle school who lived behind me, like in the house kind of diagonally behind me, and I'd go over to their house and play. Uh, But I think they didn't really like me all that much. Um, but I didn't know that as a kid. So I would like come over and then their mom would make them play with me. And then I think she stopped doing that and they just kind of avoided me. And I think that that always made me feel a little concerned of like, are people, do people actually like me or are they just pretending to be polite? Like what's, what's going on with that? Mm. So I can make it kind of hard at first to know how people actually feel. That reminds me, um, I went to Catholic school when I was really little and, uh, I had really bad childhood trauma because I I was I was kidnapped by a carjacker when I was four year old four years four years old so I was a mm-hmm. fucked up kid uh, I was just quiet you know I was like one of the just kind of like nonverbal you know like serial killer like cut all the eyeballs nipples <laughs> staple to them to the cat child <laughs> <laughs> um, so but at one point so it was Catholic school so at one point they were teaching us a Catholic Christian lesson about. Um, doing good deeds and they're like we're gonna have a good deed system so if you do a good deed you get you know a point you get a little price 
And uh, one of the good deed examples they had was, oh, you know, if someone's at recess and no one's playing with them, you know, play with that person. So that day, I swear to you, every fucking bitch in that class wanted to play with me at recess. (laughs) Which, at recess, I like to walk in a circle and make up stories in my head. And then also, I know, like, I'm not a fucking idiot. You know, I was just in class when she said that. Like, I know that's why you're trying to get good deed points. So that it, that's kind of, I feel that same insecurity from that. Like, that stuck out so hard in my memory because it's like, are people just hanging out with me to get good deed points? It, the fact that the teacher somehow turned that insecurity into a point system <laughs> was so poignant. <laughs> But what about you, Cordor? Uh, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of public display of affection between my mom and dad. So, like, what was the question? Well, no, no, that's a good answer. The question is just basically an experience from your childhood that affects how you view relationships and that's uh, a yeah. great example yeah and so i'm just like you know so i'm just like oh that's probably normal and then also uh it's just like yeah i definitely feel that uh oh well, now I'm, like, trying to process this now. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is when you process it, because it's not like you could process it while it's happening, because it's just the water you swim in. Yeah. But uh, it's just, like, uh, I guess it's just, awkward for me because like I don't need like what looks like affection I need what I feel is affection so you have like a different like affection threshold than or like I don't like I don't view affection through like physical oh like, yeah hugs and kisses my parents, I never saw them, like, kiss or say I love you through my childhood. Like, sometimes if my mom was cooking a complicated dish and really trying to focus on it, my dad would come up and pat her ass. So that's what I think is affection. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to fry bacon here. <laughs> Spank. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my dad showed affection through buying stuff and like yeah that's like I was just I was like fucking Banksy on the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thought I had it all, but all I really wanted was, was so... a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like I got all the fucking video games. I got Aladdin. I got Lion King on the Super Nintendo. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
And <laughs> I got fucking the Carnage, uh, like it's Spider Man, but it's like Carnage, but you can play as like oh, everybody. Fuck. I've never beat it. I've never beat it. I never beat most of my video games because, like, move on to a different phase of life. Like, I'm going to become sexually active now. (laughs) (laughs) I never beat... Uh, So, in in contrast (laughs) to that, I I beat almost all of my video games. (laughs) Splinter Cell. (laughs) Did you play Splinter Cell? Yes. You beat the first one. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the ones on like the PlayStation Two. Well, you better 2, go I back think. and beat yeah. it. The first one, and then Pandora Tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't That's play. The second one. I didn't play Pandora Tomorrow. And then there was a third one, and I just didn't even because I had so much shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I didn't. Yeah. I I didn't. Uh, my my first girlfriend was my senior year when I was seventeen. I didn't do any homework, so I had a lot of free time. Just video games. Oh, I thought you meant oral sex. <laughs> Wait, yeah. You you clearly <laughs> don't understand what my childhood was like. No, I don't. <laughs> it was just a lot of video games. <laughs> I would just find like overweight video gamers and teach them how to give head. I'd be like, I'm not ready for sex. <laughs> yeah, but you know, their wives could thank me. Oh, uh, positive uh, thing from my childhood that affected how I view relationships, mm-hmm. since it doesn't have to be negative. Uh, so my, my senior year of high school, there were there were two girls that I was interested in, and I didn't know like who which one of these two people do I want to date. And I spent so long thinking about it. Like so, in, in retrospect, um, I think one of them was kind of into me because her friend asked me, and I said no because I was confused and not sure. Uh, like a genius. Uh, and then I finally said, okay, I'm like, you know, this is the girl I'm going to ask her out on Friday. And then Friday comes and she's not in school. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask her out on Monday. And then Monday comes and she's back. And before I can, she says, hey, do you want to go out to Noodles and Company after school? I'm like, oh, she's asking me out instead. Even easier. Dude. And so I, I was a senior. She That's was like 10th base. Yeah, I was a and senior. Noodles. She was a junior. So I, I had a car, like a cool kid. And so I drove her there. Uh, and, uh, then she told me about how she missed school on Friday to go to this party. And at the party, she met this guy and wanted my advice. Uh, did you just dip her out on the street? <laughs> no, I, I was, you know, I was a, I don't know, a nice guy and talked to her and, uh, then drove her back to school. Oh, hell yeah. That happened to so me. So I missed like it by a day. Four years ago. Uh, <laughs> I asked this girl out to one of my shows, like, you want to come see me? And she brought her Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the Tinder date was, like, a real nice guy. <laughs> and I was still just, like, fucking beside myself. And I gave him the old, he, like, did I already say like he bought me a drink? Oh, oh dude! As did he throw his jacket in the stove? He was asserting there? dominance. I did the old like. Two oh, you did like the too slow. Yeah. Shake hands like yeah. like fucking Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, this isn't YouTube. 
over uh-huh. again. Yeah, I did the old like, oh, hey, and I said, whoa, too slow. <laughs> Little bitch, and then I like, <laughs> that was when him. that was when the blush and blue was like brand new. Blush and new, blush, yeah. <laughs> shout out blush and blue, one of the last lesbian bars left in the space time continuum. Shout out, shout out. Uh, a host of so many of my shows, like my drag king experience. The next one's going to happen in January. First one happened in November. It was dope. Also, twice a month, they're doing a first and third Sunday. Every month, they're doing an open mic. Lesbians. Just don't, like, don't go up there with a bunch of transphobia. Otherwise, you get thrown out because they love to throw you out. Anyway, as we were. Remember that kid, Alex? Alex, I don't know. He's black. Uh, probably that was probably before my time. No, he was. At, he got kicked out of Blush and Bloom. Oh wait, no, cut that. Can can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, like <laughs> being kicked out of Blush and Bloom is a rite of passage. That's what I always forget. Like when you wanna. Oh yeah! If you wanna do anything, definitely let's. Yeah. 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 Pew pew pew. But yeah. I, so what I learned from that story was that. Uh, I need to, you know, go for what I want sooner instead of just sitting around waiting. I feel like that story kind of reminds me of Halloween. Trick or treat? No, of this past Halloween. Because I feel like, all right. I mean, not, not that I'm saying like we're a thing or anything, but I kind of felt, I felt really bad because, um, so like you had been giving me a ride all night, right? Uh-huh. And you gave me a ride a second. In ride. my car. Just so we yeah, know what kind of ride a, we're talking okay, about. He's a senior. <laughs> yeah, I'm a car like a cool kid. <laughs> but uh, all right, so he'd be giving me a ride all night. He was being like cool to buy me pizza. So just for the friends at home, that's the setup. <laughs> and then we get to like the second bar and I immediately go off with this tall glass of car parts. Piece of shit. <laughs> Gorgeous. Just like, like I was sexually attracted to him based out of an element of my childhood will motor oil motor oil yeah because at one point i ate nothing but motor oil because i was a lesbian anorexic and so i take this tall glass of car parts out of the alley and we're like all over the alley and then oh, somehow wait, before you go on <laughs> let me guess he is about Six three, pot belly, goatee, <laughs> white. <laughs> he was white. He was white. White. I would say it was pot belly. Was he fit? Was he, he was neither fit nor pot belly. He was hot. Dumb face. He dumb face. Yeah. <laughs> like oh gosh. So it's like. So like he takes me to uh somehow he knows the entry code to a random studio in the oh alleyway up some stairs that just has a drum set. Green flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a fucking turquoise flag. That's a fucking uh that's a colorless flag. It's a latex flag. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, so we started to fool around we ended up not fucking because it's just kind of like too weird and at a certain point it's like okay so I can't get my phone to turn on because remember my phone is dead I have to poke it with a, a paper clip paper clip <laughs> to turn my phone on thanks and Obama so it's just like I don't want you to leave me 
<laughs> and I also don't want to be a dick because I feel like, you know, I just brought you out and walked off to go just be an alley whore. <laughs> and so then, then, like, I finally do come back or whatever. But, but like, when you happen upon us, like, me and him were just standing in the hallway outside the bathroom because I'd used the bathroom and we were just standing there and I was slapping him repeatedly, like yeah. open hand, backhand, open hand, <laughs> backhand, because he had such a dumb face. He had a dumb face. And he was letting me do it. He was like, but just don't hit my ears. Don't hit my ears. Like, Good thing your head is so big. It's real fucking easy. Like that and it's just like cauliflower, yeah. But yeah, I probably after that I was kind of disturbed with myself because it was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't fuck him because it's like now I know better. Like by the third episode of The Bachelorette, I know Jamie is. A <laughs> this guy was no, I I saw him. This guy was no Jamie. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he was a real piece of shit. Uh I mean, no, he was cool. I like him. He's my friend. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he's Jamie just, was a total narcissist. Yeah, no, I don't think this guy's a total narcissist. Yeah. Maybe like a seventy-five percent boner so, narcissist. So <laughs> just, just the good parts of narcissism. He's learning. Yeah. He's still learning human emotion, Aww. and that's why he's like he thinks it's funny to lie <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> Well, and the, when the, just look when the producers were talking it. to him, <laughs> like he's yeah, he he's yeah. like he's like there's yeah. no way we're on camera. There's no camera here, and mm-hmm. there's a camera in the bushes outside. There's always he a camera. You're on TV. It. Yeah, he's hoping for it. Yeah, he he, he said like yeah, M- Michelle's on spring break mode right now, and Do like you know I don't care lights. whatever. Oh yeah, dude, he, oh, he was like, enjoying being cupped. He was he was uh, one of those guys. He likes to watch his girl. Make out with thirty other guys, and he likes when the guy like banging his wife looks at him, looks makes at him, yeah. contact. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "What's up, dude? I love you, bro." Oh my god, you're the bro, dude. <laughs> that rising at that time, I made out with Christine at the bowling alley, and afterwards, like the guy she was seeing, his name I won't mention out of respect. I uh, everybody. Yeah, so that guy, he, uh, I mean, you know, I, I like no, him. No, I don't know everybody. Oh, well, so, the, For the it record. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, so oh, okay. I made out with this woman at the bowling alley. Because, well, why else are you at the bowling alley? Okay. Post-COVID. Tall. No. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, her boyfriend wouldn't make eye contact with me. And so what I did was at a certain point, while he was, like, kind of across the bowling alley from me, I was like, Hey, Wilson. We'll just say his last name is Wilson. I was like, hey, Wilson. I made out with your bitch. Assert dominance. And I held the eye contact. And that was better for me than the making out. Like, the making out was really hot. (laughs) But then, like, the finish. Like, the big finish. Like, I was like, this isn't going to be nearly as hot unless I get him to make eye contact with me. And he wouldn't. And then, you know, I forced him to. Ew, burdens of a trap lord. (laughs) That's what all these trap music is about. But you don't ever think, like, what does it take to be a trap lord taking your bitch (laughs) and shooting you in the foot? Or you you just throw his jacket into the bonfire and eat his birthday cake. (laughs) 
All right, this concludes this episode of Comedians Ruin the Bachelor. Wait. Or does it? Wait, wait, <laughs> stop. Brandon is chill. Brandon is chill, yeah. Brandon, uh, hey. Brandon we gotta hate. get we gotta get sponsored by FanDuel or like <laughs> Yeah, we do. Because you know I haven't researched anything, but don't you, you, you think you should like re- you should research stuff because there's the money on these dudes right now. And yeah. that's probably how they're also making money. Dude, it's like it's like a fucking podcaster multi level marketing scheme. Let's participate. Let's make, sure, let's make sure we're at the top. Let, yeah, no, but, I'm a top. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Do you know? All right. So is this the episode three episode? Or yes, is this is the episode a, three okay, episode. So can we do a... Yeah, we could go back. We're gonna backtrack, guys. We we go out of order because we all have no. Jobs. We can. This can be an edit part. We can even stop. Wait, no. Let's say goodbye. Oh no. Yeah, we can edit. Do you have a problem with say goodbye? Is this uh, something to do with yeah. your childhood? No. Is it a vulnerability of yours? I think. Would it be easier if she like, said see you later? No, I think. Ttyl. It's about being. Polite, which I guess is just like how I was raised. That's why you're is a good that boy. like a part? Yeah. So yeah, so the things that from your childhood that affect your relationships can also be good things. So yeah, yeah, that's a positive. Yeah. I'm polite. I'm handsome and polite. So you I'm are gay. <laughs> Wait, you don't have any, any earrings though, so Oliver would argue that you're not gay. That's you're <laughs> Yo, don't worry, you're not gay. You don't but have either earring size. <laughs> did he even picture me with earrings? You'd look good with earrings, but at the same time, I'd put a hole in your ear. Like, so, see. I, I, I had a. Uh, sorry. No. Oh, I got a hole in my ear from earrings because when I was little, I'd, I'd had earrings. And then one time in the first grade, I just got these big plastic pink earrings. I was so proud. I was like, I'm the prettiest princess. And then, but they were very cheap plastic. And so the skin started to grow over the earrings. Oh. And then, uh, I don't know if this was a lie by my mom. She didn't want to spend money. Or if this is something a nurse said to her on the phone. But she got off the phone and she told me the doctor won't see you unless the skin grows all the way over it. Our shirts will cover it. What? So she like had to keloids. So she had to pull out pliers. No. And that's why I'm not like a tattoo, you know, like piercing bitch. Like I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Everyone's like, when are you gonna get a stupid sexy tattoo? And I'm like, yeah, my sister has keloids. And yeah. she has a tattoo, and it's like raised, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it raises her up. It, well, it raises the tattoo. It's like it levels up the tattoo. She can what get high if, without drugs. Like, what if you got like the whole sleeve, and it's like 3D, like <laughs> a 3D <Yeah>. printer? <laughs> but and uh, <laughs> all that pus has to be like insulating, right? No, pus sucks. And it'll be like pus warm. Sucks. Well, maybe it's and, not. No, pus, keloids. Are, yeah, keloids aren't pus. Yeah. Okay. Like I, so, I get I get As keloids. Like extra uh, skin. Yeah, it's just scar tissue. Are you a keloid scar apologist? <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking 
At least he's not a Kevin Spacey apologist. I don't know. It doesn't get any better than K-Pax. Dude, American Beauty. He was playing literally his real self except heterosexual. It's just like just like Jada Pinkett Smith in Woo. Whoa. Okay. So I'm playing literally Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, making every man in America lose their damn minds on Red Table Talk just by saying, you know, sometimes you, you're scared to like communicate with your partner. And that happened early in my marriage. You know, we didn't learn how to communicate. And, you know, we had to learn how to do that. It, it, and that gets interpreted to Jada Pinkett Smith is saying Will Smith is trash in bed. Hashtag free Will Smith. And I'm like, y'all saw Woo in 1998. That movie's all about how she is insufferable, but really hot and charismatic. It makes men lose their minds. Also, the the hashtag should have been Free Willy. Free Willy. (laughs) Big Willy style. Aw, but he doesn't have a Big Willy, apparently, because he's trash and thick. What? No way. (laughs) This is all about the emasculation. At first, it was Jay-Z in the glass cage. But with the typewriter, now it's Will have Smith a hot come <laughs> crying because his wife's affair got exposed and none of his affairs did. Yeah, like come on, I I bring some hot girls. Everyone's like, how does Will Smith put up with this? And I'm like, because he does the same shit, except he doesn't get caught. Or like nobody cares. Like we spent like probably like ten years. Caring about Will Smith. Yeah. And he's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I used to watch a lot of reruns of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I watched that until they wouldn't put it on TV anymore. It's What I think is funny is the fact that, okay, so Jada Pinkett Smith was childhood best friends with Tupac. And then she ended up being life partners with Will Smith. So how would you feel if you were like a Tupac caliber artist? And then, well, like say, let's imagine, Phil. So you're a Tupac caliber <laughs> comedian. And then, and then, and then, and then. You're as funny as Tupac. <laughs> and then your childhood girlfriend your, or your childhood buddy, uh, she ends up getting with the, the cheesiest open micro comedian you can think of. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like like not that Will Smith is a terrible rapper, but compared to Tupac, he's very bad. Yeah, he's very yeah. milk toast. <laughs> yeah, he's that's... almond milk toast. Yeah, describing Will Smith is the only way milk toast as an adjective makes sense. <laughs> describing Will Will Smith at a cooking competition with Tupac. This is a story all about it's, how my wife got flipped, to... turned upside down. If <laughs> <laughs> she did, she did. J- Jada Pinkett Smith fucks. And she keeps a husband, and she's a good wife, and she's an open, honest person. And, you know, if y'all didn't want to get toyed with, you know, it, you shouldn't have... You should have known when in 1998. You know, 1998, she showed you who she was. In Woo. You shouldn't have got famous. And when you say, like, Woo, I... I thought that you meant two one food. Thanks for everything. No, no, she's she's not. That, that was the first movie that I thought of. Also, when she said I, that, I'm like, wait, no, that's not it. <laughs> I 
I saw that movie at a very young age. Yeah. What does that mean? There's- and I also saw White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? I- <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Amazing. I was just like, I've still never seen what that. What kind of porn what? is this? Like, it feels like porn when you're a little kid and then you're like, Y'all can't see this at home, but I'm make, I just made 10 faces. Yeah, she's ma- she's making Jamie faces right <laughs> now. Jamie's surprise face. face. Dude, I just folded my face into like a sad childhood trauma origami mm-hmm. and then rotated it out into a Picasso. asshole on Twitter. Picasso. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got to get to bed. I got to work the crosswalk right, in the morning. I got it. <laughs> oh, no, not the button, dude. You're being so Kanye West right now. <laughs> like, I I'm just a, drilled yeah, on the, the button. Now, I'm like, going to let you finish, but. <laughs> okay, okay. Undrill the button. Dude, take the pokey tool and poke it to turn it on. And then tell the bus driver, I swear I have a ticket. I swear. I have a ticket, but I have no cash on hand and I have no other money. But I swear I had this ticket. It was my last ticket. And also my uncle works for Nintendo. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? <laughs> N- none of you had Do that kid in your school who lied up? about that? You no. have the hookup? Oh, no. No. We, we Nobody's about, uncle works at Nintendo. We lied about much oh. more mundane shit. <laughs> like... I have running water and a collection of Barbies, including life-size Barbies. You should come to my house. And I'm like, I, I'm coming to your house. And they're like, No, it's being, it's being washed <laughs> by the dog. I mean, the maid, the maid dog. <laughs> All right, closing arguments. Phil Corridor, sing it with your chest. Uh, do I? I. Do I work with you? I forgot that we work together. Do we work together? What? That's what everybody I work with says. Aww. As, yeah, fuck Kevin Hart, alright? For, <laughs> whoa, whoa. For sharing my same plight, and I decided to say nothing. I didn't do shit. Oh, you were like what Michelle's dad was telling Michelle to be like when she encountered issues. You were being complacent, denying your emotions. Dude, <laughs> complacency is so sketch. That's my closing argument. Like, I think complacency is a real C word. Hell yeah, it is. All right, we're turning this off. Like we're we're we did two hours, guys.